couple of stories we haven't talked about. First of all, um, Iran missed on purpose. They just wanted to look like they don't, they're not uh, easily pushed around. And so uh, so that's that. And the president, whoops. And the president said, hey, you got to be cool. you got to be cool. So there's no World War III. You're not going to get drafted. Twitter can settle down. <laughs> um, but on an, another topic, what was that? Well, I'll tell, tell you this, Jack. If you still have cats. one of these old toys, you might just be rich. Oh, okay. Might be in the back of your closet. And you're rich. It's in perfect condition, still in the box. Well, and some of these things are like worth $3,200. If you've got $3,200, you're not rich. I mean, there's a good chance you'll make your house payment, and I'm happy for you. You're richer. Right. Than you were before. Yeah. I don't know if anybody would qualify you as rich. Right. That man over there has a net worth of $3,200. Good Lord. Good catch, ladies. Oh, and somebody, Sean, said, uh, how does Sean's Persian cat feel about the president's <laughs> statement? Oh, this feels like a good time for me to no, remind everybody that I don't, I don't actually time. own a cat. Mm. Um, <laughs> uh, a couple of things we need to catch you up to speed on, including this stupid, stupid story. Oh, the, the, the I hate to even say it out loud because it sounds like I'm trying to be Howard Stern, but the, I don't even know what the penis man story is. I keep hearing references to it. <sighs> we haven't done it. Is it anything worth talking about or not? The late night comedians have mentioned it. I know it's, it's got the word penis in it, right? But so ends really the delights of the story. Okay, it's some the craze of uh, graffiti in the Phoenix area. Yes, somebody's just writing Phoenix, right? Yes, yeah. I believe so. Okay. Yeah. Uh, penis man on various road signs and and stuff like that. And uh, I've got to call my parents and ask if they've been affected. So it's not the classic drawing; it's actually the word. Yeah, yeah. So the the signs I saw was uh, like a road sign that says "Watch out," and then beneath it it says "For Penis Man." Here's what here's something I I'd like to know. And Whimsical. I don't, I don't know if I'd get any response. I mean, it's one of those questions like, where do pens go? Yeah. I buy packs of big pens and at home, and they yeah. just they just disappear. Where do they go? I don't know. I know, I, I know that's I an old like, like stand up comedian sort of thing. But honest to God, where do they go? So there, that's one of those. Here's another one. Do you, is there anybody listening? That has ever drawn a penis on a wall, like a bathroom wall or anything. They are... I, Do I, you mean today? No, I've seen like a million in my life. I've yes. never drawn one. I'm yes. pretty sure none of my friends have. Who draws all those penises on things? Who's doing that? The same person that takes all the pens? <laughs> I uh, I I do not know that. Is that the uh, the graffiti artist penis man right there? Allegedly, <clears throat> is that the mask he's he wears? Like, it's well, like Banksy. He's ready to uh, come out and kind of uh, well, there's unleash also, himself and after this thing show got himself if you some attention. I don't know if there's any reason to believe this is the original one right. or somebody just trying to you know build a brand or a Twitter account that they can sell it or right. something. That sure. that, uh, that mask is unfortunate. Um. Uh. But sir, who who does all those drawings? Like every restroom I've ever been in, in my life, uh, gas station, rest stop, national park, your school. Who's drawing all those peni? Well, morons. I mean, I'd be willing to if it was a solid joke. If the joke lands, I never have. Have you ever? No. You haven't. I, Sean, I don't you? think so. Listen, I had some wild years. I I have. Oh, he's waffling. I have some fairly, <laughs> I have some fairly vague recollections of certain nights. What kind of shoes you got over there? Flip flops? I, uh, I can't. I'm just being honest. I can't swear I haven't. 
Michael, have you so. ever, or do you think any of your friends have ever been the person who's who scraped like in the in the restrooms? You'd have to scrape the paint mm. off mm. in the shape. Oh, of Oh no, I sure haven't done who's that. Who's doing but. that? But every almost every public restroom I've ever been in my life has got one or multiple. I who's may have doing it. I may have attempted to draw an elephant a couple of times and done poorly, <laughs> and had to admit that. Joe, that doesn't look like an elephant. It looks more like, well, frankly, a man's genitals. I did it in school books when I was like maybe in the third grade. Oh, so you're yeah. okay. Well, he's, he's, that's, that's good. That shows a good spirit. You're willing to admit your sins. Wow. Okay. So you're, you're part of the crowd that does that. Jack, maybe penis man is all of us. <laughs> I'm Joe Getty. <laughs> I wonder if those people, the people that the best they could do in prior generations was scrawl a badly drawn uh, male unit on yes. the bathroom wall now get Twitter accounts and they get their oh yeah get get to fight back against society that way yeah. by trolling uh, celebrities and TV shows and whatnot. Listen, goodness knows. I, look, I've been a Three Stooges fan since I was a little kid. I dumb humor is fine with me if it's funny. Oh yeah, but I'm looking at all the the graffiti of the alleged penis man is the Banksy of the 2020s. No. no, he's not. It's just got the word penis in it. That seems to be the beginning and end of the appeal. Yeah, I, just, I won't be party to this any longer. There was a local news story, like you mentioned, it had the word penis in it, so right. it got an outsized uh, traction on Twitter. So and, to speak. And therefore, everybody at that news station was like, all right, people want this content. Right. <laughs> we got right. a thousand of six clicks in the first three hours. You're right. At the end of the week, they looked at the uh, metrics. Yeah. Uh, which uh, which story on the website got the most clicks this week? Yeah. Was it our coverage of homelessness? Uh, the president in a stance toward a... No, the fire was, at the school. No, it was Penis Man. Yeah. So we need more penis content. we got to keep the clicks up. <laughs> Sales is demanding it. Oh, boy. <laughs> And then finally this story. A Japanese company that will make you a wearable replica mask of your pet's head. The picture is extraordinary. It's a man or woman holding their pet cat, and they went ahead and got the replica mask of the cat, and it is really good. It ought to be. It's $3,000. Oh, boy. Oh, my. So they're not kidding around. They're not just going to get you a cat head in roughly the color of your cat. (laughs) Right. I mean, it's going to look like you're dang Another tabby. Right. Um, if if I were to send my daughter a perfect replica mask of Baxter, her beloved dog, while she's off at college, I, I would be the greatest dad ever. But three gur is a little rich. Uh, they're wearable and they're terrifying, says this <laughs> pundit who'd looked now into this story. Now I want more. <laughs> the mask made by Shindo Rinka. It's a Japanese thing, of course. Oh, that reminds me. we got to talk about the head guy from Nissan who oh, yeah. escaped from the Japanese jail. It's a crazy story. It's, it's, it's you know, out of the movies. You can't believe it's real. Uh, but these uh, masks for your pet, and some of you might be listening and saying, I do want to do that. Um, they're sort of terrifying because they're so true to the original. That's what's terrifying about it is they look so much like your actual pet. Uh, you can wear them. Not sure what occasion would be appropriate for a giant cat or dog head, but you can wear them. The cats, the real life cat looking at its owner wearing its mask or its face as a mask, the the cat seems to be saying, what's going on here? I need new owners. Yes. <laughs> Can I go back to the adoption place? All you do I is... tell you, there's a picture on our wall. We have a, a wall of, of like, snapshots um, 
uh, in like our entryway, like our into the garage area. We, a friend of ours did it, and we loved it so much we did it for ourselves. We just have family pictures on the walls. And everybody stops and looks at it. And when the kids come home, it's we gather around. It's great. Mm. Anyway, um, it's like, I guess you'd call it the mudroom, like the entryway from the garage. But anyway, uh, one of the uh, the central pictures most commented upon is me in my best suit and tie wearing the horse head mask. <laughs> now, if that was me wearing a perfect Baxter mask, are you kidding? You'd have to go with an 8 by 10 Well, then I think you should do this. Submit, and you can write it off as a business expense. Uh, okay. Submit a photo of your pet in which you can see its face and features clearly and up close, and the craftsmen behind the mask get to work making the replica for you. The results, as you can see in these photos, are mind-blowingly good, and they really are. Yes. I mean, it's like really good fur and the eyes and oh, the whiskers and everything. It's funny. Amazing. I, was pre- I was picturing plastic no, 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 like no, a no, horse head mask. No, that's full-on fur. That's just like a giant cat. Great. And it looks, it's just like the cat. very close to like <sighs> mascot head territory. That's Yeah, that's why it costs $3,000. Wow. Uh, wow. Plus, is... plus shipping. I got a call home during the commercials. Hey, honey. Plus shipping. What's the shipping? You just charged me $3,000 for a dog head mask, and you're going to charge me? Stick me for shipping now? Yes. Well, because they've established I'm an idiot in this scenario, <laughs> so yeah, I guess they would, wouldn't I, they? I heard how the president of Nissan escaped from Japan. I didn't hear why he was having to escape or what crime he had, so maybe we can get to that coming up next. Uh, yeah, yeah, but I mean, you've got high-profile business mogul in trouble for financial stuff. We all know how that ends. He hires the best lawyers in the world. There's a trial. The rest of it. No, this guy goes full on Shawshank and burrows his way out. It's just crazy. <laughs> it's quite a story. Stay tuned. problems in the store every day every single day it's not an exaggeration while the interview was underway customers were filling their pockets with merchandise and just walking out of the store is shoplifting an issue no yeah they decriminalized petty theft in california so it happens every few minutes literally in our store probably 15 20 times a day 20 times a day oh yeah 20 times a day that's from tucker carlson's all week long look at san francisco Talking to a guy who ran one of those, uh, you know, if you know San Francisco or any big city, it's kind of like a mini grocery store. It's a little more than uh, your average convenience store. It's for Mm -hmm. the person who lives in an apartment and needs some bananas and some milk and some whatever. But anyway, people shoplift there constantly. Yep. If they're not coming in there just to urinate on the floor or fight him. Right. The guy who runs that store. The... That's a breakdown in civilization. Oh, it is. Absolutely. There are a dozen examples of how... Blue states, in particular on the West Coast, are are seeing civilization break down. You know, there's the story of the squatters taking over houses in Oakland and all sorts of activists saying they get to stay, even though that overturns one of the bedrock principles of uh, a free society, which is other people don't get to take your stuff. My first lesson in this that when I it was really eye-opening to me, because I'm lucky enough to grow up in the United States of America, where we have law and order, or at least, at least did almost everywhere, is when uh, the Hurricane Katrina thing happened and the cops couldn't be in the neighborhoods for a little while and how mm-hmm. things broke down so fast. Yeah. And just seeing, wow, there's enough people that if you remove the... Like, you can take the police away. I'm not going to steal anything. But there are enough people that will. 
that just society breaks down like overnight. You eliminate the threat of some sort of law and order. Right. And uh, and I've never forgotten watching that on TV from New Orleans. And that's what you got going on in San Francisco. The the small percentage of people that will take advantage of that, the word has gotten around everybody. You can walk in there and say, what are you buying that for? Walk in there, take it, and walk out. Nobody's going to do anything. Which makes the percentage of people who are willing to do that grow. Sure. I mean, what is what you see growing up as normal over and over again is normal to you. Yeah. And so we're breeding generations more of people who uh, have no interest in following the law, and they, they believe lawlessness is their entitlement. And I tell you what, the utopia, the would-be utopia, is quickly becoming a dystopia. Seattle, Portland, the cities of California, leading with San Francisco and L.A., which is enormous problems Does that with bums and junkies. And the next is a zootopia? Is that what's next? Uh, sometimes, mm. sometimes, depending how many talking animals you have around. Uh, but it's it, it's just, I mean, it's clear to anyone observing it with a clear enough head to process it. Oh, we, we, we thought we had too many people in jail, so we made a bunch of stuff that was crimes that would put you in jail, crimes that wouldn't put you in jail. That was our solution. Now... If you have a logical mind, you're like already jumping out of your chair saying, Joe, wait a minute, that doesn't make any sense. That doesn't, that's, not, that's not solving your problem. It's giving yourself a different problem. Well, obviously, that's what's happened. Now, lawlessness, thievery, smashing grabs into cars is running amok. And, and the punchline is San Francisco's great uh, progressive utopian experiment in decriminalizing crime. Uh, the gangs evidently have stolen everything in San Francisco and Oakland. And are now spreading out to the Sacramento area, the L.A. area. Um, plus, they're dividing up um, territory, and they've realized, well, the people of San Francisco, they won't leave a Tic Tac in their car anymore, because they know if they, when they come back to it, they'll have a smashed window and no Tic Tac. And so these gangs are now spreading out across the West Coast. And the beautiful part, from their point of view, the San Francisco experiment, and I just, I think this is so interesting, because it's such a... Uh, a free market, how human beings behave illustration. It's so clear. They got a chance to practice over and over and over again and see how many smash and grabs they could do, how quickly, what attracted the cops, how did they need to move geographically to not get busted, where should the getaway guys be? You know, how many could you do in a neighborhood at night? How about, like, in a business district? Um, so they got to try this stuff over and over and over again and, and perfected it more or less. Um, and so now they're exporting it throughout the West Coast. So, you know, there you go. Human beings, ingenious and hardworking, even if they're scumbags. And and your utopia is turning into a dystopia, and, and the dreamy u- unicorn-riding voters of the West Coast continue to vote for the same thing over and over again. But um, all we can do is yell at them. <laughs> so this is a crazy story. This guy who headed up Nissan, which is one of the giant companies on earth, right? Yeah. Uh, he was accused of uh, various financial crimes in Japan. Why'd they change from Datsun to Nissan? It always was Nissan, but they thought Nissan sounded too Japanese for the American market. Hmm. So they used a more Americanized name, as I understand it. And then at some point in the 70s or 80s, somebody said, this is silly, and changed it just to Nissan all over the world. Did not know that. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so this guy who or ran, I knew that and forgot it because who cares? Yeah, it's not that interesting. Uh, 
Um, so anyway, this guy who ran Nissan, he's actually, I think he's Lebanese, uh, oddly enough, but he, he gets busted in Japan. And we've seen the story unfold many times. A captain of industry accused of various crimes, and of course he hires high-dollar lawyers and has his trial, might get a slap on the wrist, probably get acquitted, blah, blah, blah. But this guy claims he didn't think he was going to get a fair trial in Japan. And so, and I guess I exaggerated, it wasn't a Shawshank thing. He didn't dig his way to freedom, but he was under house arrest. So he put on one of those pet masks that are popular in Japan. Exactly. The $3,000 I look just like my cat mask and walked out on all fours. Rode out on a sex robot. (laughs) Excellent Japan reset there. (laughs) No, actually. Take me to the nearest underwear vending machine robot. (laughs) He had, and it's used, folks. Oh, what? Yes. So anyway, he and his people had a bunch of his minions plan this daring escape where they spirited him out of the house where he was under house arrest and and snuck him onto a train, went 300 miles to a smallish airport, and then stuck him into... You ever seen one of those big carrying cases they use like to transport musical gear at a, at a concert? They, they literally drilled holes for air in the bottom of it, loaded him into an equipment case, and at this... This airport where the x-ray machine's too small for that sort of case, they said, yeah, just go ahead. They loaded him onto a plane, and off he went. He actually snuck out of the country. That's right. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Dave Chappelle, comedian, won the Mark Twain Award, which is a white jacket and a mustache, I believe is the award. But uh, it's, nice. it's like the Masters, but, you know, white. His speech was kind of good. We're going to play a little bit of that coming up later this hour. Um, Britain is currently trying their worst ever rapist in history of that country. Ugh. All men. Oh. Raped all men. Raped 100, maybe 300, but they got him on 100. Huh. Rapes of men. Yikes. Meet you at a bar? You kind of drunk? Oh, you can stay at my place. Apparently, he was very friendly and nice and charming. Yeah. And then he would uh, drug you and rape you. Wow. Most of the people had no idea that it had ever even happened. So the police come to your door and show you uh, who he was because he videotaped him. And that's how they found him. And and they show you a video of you being raped. Here's the question. I would think there'd be some symptoms. But anyway. Here's the question. would you be happy to find that out? How about you just let me live the rest of my life thinking I had just spent the night at some dude's house? I don't yeah, even remember. Health concerns. Do I want to know that? Health concerns. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Aside from that, I'd rather not know. And what's the upside? <sighs> wow. Is this some sort of party game? That's a really interesting well, question. What's the upside? What is the possible upside if I didn't even know it? Truth is the upside, Jack. Yeah, Truth. ignorance is bliss in your world. Let's just start shouting. Yeah, out. yeah. What's the what? matter with you? What kind of question is that? How dare you bring that to us? So I'm looking up at MSNBC. They're big fans of fact-checking the president. Fact-check. Oh, God. So MSNBC has up on their screen five fallout uh, fallouts from the president's actions, recent actions, five things that have happened. And of the five things that have happened regarding Iran, the five they've got up there, three of them are just flat-out wrong or, or a lie, and two of them, you know, are shaded at least. And I'm not going to go through them all because we've talked about a lot of them uh, this morning and explained it, but number one, Iraq is trying to expel U.S. troops. That's just not true. We explained right. it many times throughout the show. 
Uh, Iran is united against the U.S. We talked about this yesterday. That's just not true. Right. NATO standing down on fight against ISIS. I've heard various reports on that. I'd have to look into well, it more. Well, they, they've, there's been a very brief pause while they assess the threat from Iran. So I guess that's true, but that's the truth that misleads. Number four, fallout from Trump's stupid actions. European allies angry they were not notified. That's another one of those. They're talking to their domestic audience. What they actually feel behind the scenes, I don't know. And or it's uh, a highly placed official in the prime minister's office said right okay so you yeah. found a guy and you know i don't know if that one's true or not but certainly not clearly true and then finally Soleimani was immediately replaced threat not eliminated okay so you take out wow <laughs> wow so you take out churchill or hitler or any of the great world leader military minds that need they're just replaced with somebody else just as good right. there's a new general now doesn't do it doesn't make any difference right and it completely ignoring the incredibly important message that was sent we will get you, and we will kill you. We will, as in the words of our uh, military analyst, Mike Lyons, there will be a decapitation if you continue the aggression. And that, Never mind that. Oh, it doesn't matter because they replaced him. That is just idiotic. So, again, my only point is, so of their five uh, problems with the president, three of them are flat wrong. Two of them, you can easily make the argument the other direction. Uh, any, any Anybody who feels like Fox has made up news in MSNBC is the truth. Please. Oh, God. Oh, please. You know, it's funny. I just saw an editorial in the Chicago Tribune. I was just able to read the, the first paragraph. Um, but um, the headline is, Democrats need to stop listening to left-wing drivel and actually learn something from Fox News. And it's from the point of view of Democrats who want to win, who want to win elections and don't want to see the party go away. I thought it was pretty damn good. But uh, more on that another time, perhaps. Uh, I, I will tell you this. How do you make your heart stronger? By doing exercise, by stressing. Love. By, by, you know, cardio work. You know, how do you make muscles stronger? By stressing them, subjecting them to opposition. How do you make your ideas stronger? By listening to challenges. Shouting them them makes you stronger. (laughs) Shouting them on Twitter and claiming anybody who disagrees is a Nazi. That's how, idiot. The louder they're said, the stronger the argument. That's right. If you have one of these old toys, Jack, you might be rich. Um, that's this headline, uh, or uh, you click to the article, can uh, make you a fortune. They're talking about, you know, stuff that's worth $1,000, which is better than not having $1,000. All right, this one's impressive. A vintage 1959 Barbie in good condition. Doesn't need to be mint in the box. Bring around twenty three grand. Really? Yeah, it can. Well, did they only make like six that year? I, I would suggest that does not make you rich. Um, it's It's not bad. The original Barbie Jack sports a nifty retro hairdo. It, well, it wasn't retro at no, the time. No, that's the point. It's, <laughs> you know what? It's the Lucille Ball. It's okay. like reddish blonde hair, like a fluffy curly in the front, and then a big old ponytail in the back. Does she have the weird fifty eighteen thirty two body going? No, or? no. She's beautifully proportioned. I mean, really, clearly works out. But uh, no, she was not the absurdity that was like the 70s, 80s Barbie. Uh, the original Barbie sports a nifty retro hairdo, a zebra striped well, bathing 70s suit. 70s Barbie has no bra and is smoking marijuana. Got hairy armpits. Oh, right. She's got a zebra striped bathing suit, high heels, and her classic hourglass figure. There you go. Um, other ones, uh, the, the De Beers 40th anniversary Barbie sold for 85000 That's a diamond encrusted. How about something Stupid. I might have? One of the Tamagotchis. It was those little egg-shaped things mm-hmm. on a keychain. that the was Neopets. Like a, yeah, yeah, exactly. 
Um, uh, the, the 90s digital pets known as Tamagotchis. Um, apparently they're like retro hip for the Hollywood crowd. Leo DiCaprio, or Orlando Bloom and Katy Perry showed up to the Met Gala sporting them. Okay, this sounds like the sort of thing. So the Barbie will be worth what it's worth forever. This sounds like the sort of thing, if you got one, sell it today. Yes. This craze will be over in, in a week. Yes, sell now. Uh, y- you might be able to sell one um, original in the box for $3,000. Mary? Yeah. I'm rich! How about a 90s Game Boy? Uh, an original Game Boy can bring anywhere from 750 to $1,500 on sites like eBay for, uh, eBay for uh, collectors. I mean, if you need some quick cash. Yeah, there's probably sitting around a I thrift might store. I have one of those yeah. floating around. Yeah, I can believe that. They might be at a thrift store. We were at a thrift store. There's all kinds of outdated electronic games and stuff at the thrift store. Yeah. The, the problem is with anything like that, you have to know a lot about it. Um, and, you know, it first became clear to me with guitars. I know you're a vintage guitar collector and enthusiast. You can get juked so easily, mm-hmm. so ripped off by people who are experts in, in, in screwing you. Um, that you know, you really have to do your studying. But the original Easy Bake Oven, Jack, it's just a plastic box with a light bulb. <laughs> but the original one can bring it up to four thousand dollars. And you know, it's back funny. when women still cooked. <laughs> uh, the picture of the little girl on the uh, original cover looks just like my sister when she was oh. the Easy Bake Oven age. It's mm-hmm. cute. Brings back memories. She wanted one of those so bad. We so both. Your parents forced her into her gender roles? Well, she actually wanted a baseball mitt, but they told her, no way, you're a girl, not a boy. And don't even think about reading. Right. <laughs> My sister cooked a turkey with one. It took forever. <laughs> <laughs> Michelangelo in the control room. <laughs> National treasure, Michael. Anyway, where was I? Uh, oh, the the original one, if you have it, uh, it can get you up to four grand. The original Furby, Jack, a must-have in 1998 and a couple of years after. I remember that. Uh, let's see. What do you get for that? Uh, around 900 bucks. the original in its box. Of course, you know what the problem with some of this stuff is? Furby is the sort of thing that, unless it was kept really clean, could really be gross. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Why is it kind of sticky? <laughs> <laughs> its fur is matted. Uh, the, my problem with stories like this is it really encourages people to become hoarders. Mm. You know, you get some sort of toy or whatever your kid doesn't play with anymore. you got to keep it for the rest yeah, of your life funny. just in case it turns that's into funny. something. I might have something worth $3,000. I'll pay you $3,000 to get all the crap out of my storage area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although I, I can't believe my mom tossed my baseball cards. I mean, that's like the classic. Yeah. And they had an original Honus Wagner from 1906 that was worth $70 million. <laughs> if, if, that's the classic thing moms shouldn't do. If all the moms didn't throw them out, though, they wouldn't be as valuable. That's true. It, it Everybody was part would have of them. the, the uh, trashing of them all that well, made them so... Well, so your mom should have done that, but not mine. <laughs> it's Pokemon cards for my kids, and that has yeah. gone through several phases where they were worth something. Then it fell completely out of favor because I got a friend who runs a store that, that that's what he does. I got a, a buddy of mine runs a store that's all about selling memorabilia like this. That's what he does. Right. Um, as he knows exactly. He can tell you exactly what anything is worth. All oh, that's sort of fun. Stuff, that's cool. Stuff. I wish I but had anyway, a buddy Pokemon like that. cards were, were worth something. Then they went to worth zero. Now they're back to being worth something. Mm-hmm. And he's got cards under glass and a little plastic thing. They're 200 bucks. I still have a storage locker. I pay $3,000. It's, it's a, a full garage full of Beanie Babies. I'm just waiting for that market to come back. Mm, that's, I, I suppose People it could. laugh at me. 
I've already invested $700,000 in it. But Katy Perry has one on her shoulder at an awards show, and all of a sudden everybody's got to have a Beanie Baby. In. She has one between her breasts. It'd get more attention. <laughs> more people would see it. Uh, Pez dispensers. Ah, Pez uh, still popular. My uh, son bought one with his own money on vacation. You know, you got to love the Pez dispenser. Mm-hmm. It's a toy. You lift up the head. It's a candy. It's got Ooh. decapitation involved. Sure. Uh, some pest dispensers are so rare they can bring in tens of thousands. How about... Uh, uh, What's a rare one? Created for the 1982 World's Fair, known only as Astronaut B. It recently sold on eBay for $32,000. I don't have that. The, I think I had a... Check uh, again, Jack. I think I, I think I had a Bugs Money. You know, there is a Beanie Baby. It's the dumbest looking Pez thing I've ever seen. Really? <laughs> yeah, it's, the, it's very generic. It's just like a space helmet on top of the Pez thing. Right, but it's rare. Rare, Sean. Who's paying for this crap? Yeah, yeah, Somebody has to funny? buy it. If there's something utterly useless, I mean completely useless, but it's rare, people will pay a lot yeah. of money my for it. My mom used to say that all the time when I would look up the value of my baseball cards. And, oh, this card went up 50 cents. She said, it's only worth what someone will pay you and for that it. is right. so true. Well, they'll pay me up to $5,000 for Peanut the Royal Blue Elephant Beanie Baby, only 2000 in existence. I don't think I have that one. I do have the uh, Princess Diana Beanie Baby, which is uh, allegedly quite valuable. Um, I can't remember how we got one, but uh, I have it. I'll be selling it when I'm old, penniless, and starving. I'm going to save it for my insulin. I'm not going to sell it now. I'm going to wait till I need it. Mm. Anyway, clean out your house. It's worth it. <laughs> you, 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 you don't, don't have any of this. With your sticky furries and whatever you, that was. You don't have an original garbage pail kit in its box. So just just never mind. <laughs> um, Dave Chappelle coming on America and ideas and thoughts and He's stuff. Brilliant. And when he got his Mark Twain Award last night is worth hearing, and that's on the way. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. National awards that they give out is the Mark Twain Award, and it's, uh, it's a good. Yeah, I like the a, comedy. It's, so. it's, a, it's a big one. But yeah. anyway, um, uh, Dave Chappelle got it, and here's part of his uh, speech. Stand-up comedy is an incredibly American genre. I don't think any other country could produce this many comedians. And unbeknownst to many people in this audience, I don't think there's opinion that it exists in this country that is not represented in a comedy club. By somebody. Each and every one of you has a champion in the room. We watch you guys fight, but when we're together, we talk it out. I know comics that are very racist, and I watch them on stage, and everyone's laughing, and I'm like, mm, that mother means that. Don't get mad at them, don't hate them. We go upstairs and have a beer, and sometimes I even appreciate the artistry that they paint their racist opinions with. Man, it's not that serious. The First Amendment is first for a reason. The Second Amendment is just in case the first one doesn't work out. He is be- hey, wow, wow, beautiful. He has become a uh, an interesting um, guy standing up for freedom of speech, no doubt about it. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, man, has he got the smarts. Yeah, more, Dave, more. But early in my career, if you remember, Mom, you used to sit in the club with me. She'd do a full day of work. You'd be back there falling asleep just waiting for me to go on. She would watch my show every night. Do you know how long that car ride is home? (laughs) How many of you have ever heard your mother say, jokes were a little too much tonight, son? (laughs) I was a soft kid. I was sensitive, I'd cry easy, and I would be scared to fist fight. And my mother used to tell me this thing. I don't even know if you remember, but you said this to me more than once. You said, son, sometimes you have to be a lion so you can be the lamb you really are. I talk this like a lion. I'm not afraid of any of you when it comes word to word. I will gab with the best of them just so I can chill and be me. And that's why I love my art form, because I understand every practitioner of it. Whether I agree with them or not, I know where they're coming from. They want to be heard. They got something to say. There's something they notice. They just want to be understood. Love this genre. It saved my life. Dave freaking Chappelle. He was, I thought it was funny when he came out. Did you see the Eddie Murphy Saturday Night Live? I did, yeah. When uh, all the four comedians were up there, Eddie Murphy, Chris Rock, Chappelle, and Tracy Morgan. (laughs) (laughs) God, the Tracy Morgan joke was funny. And they all talked about how they made so much money from Netflix. And Tracy Morgan says, I made my money on the road. Oh, touring? No, I got hit by a truck. (laughs) 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 But Chappelle started smoking, and Eddie Murphy said, I didn't know you could smoke out here. And he said, you can't. This was was from last night. Look at me smoking indoors. I didn't ask anybody. I just did it. What are they going to do? Kick me out before I get the prize? Now it's called leverage. Look at me smoking indoors. Sorry. That's uh, that's the greatest role humor can play, is uh, putting the truth in people's faces, or putting the truth in front of them. And they're chuckling and don't notice what you've done. A little peek behind the curtains, even, maybe. Kind of, sort of, huh? Making me laugh is the greatest role humor can play. If I'm paying for it. I disagree. If I'm paying for it. Say something funny, man. Yeah. Final thoughts. Yeah. Here's your host, Joe Getty. Let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew to wrap things up. Wouldn't that be fine? It's Michelangelo pressing the buttons. What's your, uh, your final thought, Michael? I was amazed about, about the old toys and how uh, these collectibles were worth so much. So I'm going to find out how much a VHS copy of On Golden Pond is. <laughs> there you go. That's all I got. You'll be rich. There you go. Uh, positive Sean, a final thought? Yeah, I was listening to the story of the uh, the former head of Nissan, or head of Nissan having to escape from house arrest. And I think there might be something wrong with me, because every time I hear somebody on house arrest, I'm like, oh, that must be nice. Yeah, no to... kidding. I've thought that before, too. I mean, I can't How leave my house? Two years? Hmm, I could do that. And I can do whatever I want when I'm here? <laughs> Jack, do you have a final thought to share with us? I hate to do a news update for a final thought, but this just across. Diane Feinstein, senator from California, has broken with Nancy Pelosi and said it's time to send the impeachment articles over. Probably because it's ridiculous not to. See how that plays out. Both San Francisco powerhouses. My final thought, speaking of San Francisco, you remember when the guy pooped in the Safeway store a while back and there's video of it and it was just so gross? Well, one of the city stupid advisors is blaming Safeway for the incident, um, saying that you have insufficient security. 
and you have a lack of interest in in, uh, addressing the persistent challenges in and around your store. So if somebody poos in your store, it's your fault, according to the stupid visors of San Francisco. It's not that they've tried to build a utopia around you that's turned into a poopy dystopia. It's your fault. So it's my job to somehow anticipate that and stop it from happening ahead of time. Right, in the entire neighborhood. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people to thank. So little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. We have all the clicks we talked about for you and the links in the articles. Hey, you can email us anytime. See something we ought to be talking about? Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. We will see you tomorrow. Probably won't be quite as exciting a day today, which is all right. We can catch up on some stuff. We don't need any near World War Three commentary and that sort of thing. See you then. God bless America. You having a good time? Okay, I, I did not say okay. that. I've sat here for over three hour and 15 minutes. <laughs> That's sucks. If you wish to leave, you may. Let me just say how very, very dismaying and disappointing. Not uh, good. And just change the channel from this mesmerizing horror show. We'll be better tomorrow than we were today. Then we heard the words. It's over for me. Adios, mofo. Okay, so we're, you're, we're dismissed. Is that correct? Do you want to rephrase uh, what you're doing? If you don't prosecute people, well, they just keep coming back. Nothing's going to happen. There's a needle from somebody who shot up. When was the last time you came into work and had a day where nothing went wrong? It's been many years. Armstrong and Getty.